Good to have you here today. So you just were taught a few things by these kids in this video clip. And um, uh, actually, you can learn a lot from kids. How many know that? In fact, uh, I want to share a few things that, that uh, we have learned from children. And uh, here they go. First of all, a king-sized waterbed holds enough water to fill a 2,000-square-foot house with four inches of water. A three-year-old's voice is louder than 200 adults in a restaurant. We learned that. We've also learned from kids that if you hook a dog leash over a ceiling fan, the motor is not strong enough to rotate a 42-pound boy wearing a Batman costume. (laughs) However, it is strong enough to spread paint on all four walls of a 20-by-20 room. We also learned from kids that you should not throw baseballs up when the ceiling fan is on. When using the ceiling fan as a bat, you have to throw the ball a few times before it actually hits it. And a ceiling fan can hit a baseball a long way. We also learned from kids that the glass in windows, even double pane, don't always stop baseballs from hitting after they've been hit by a ceiling fan. Um, When you hear the toilet flush and you hear the words, "Uh uh-oh, it's too late. (laughs) Um, what, another few things that we've learned from kids. Um, a magnifying glass can start a fire even on an overcast day. And certain Lego pieces will actually pass through the, through the digestive tract of a four-year-old, no problem. We also learn from kids that no matter how much jello you put in the swimming pool, you cannot walk on it. And uh, the other thing you learn is that pool filters don't like jello. The other thing we learn is that the spin cycle on the washing machine does not make earthworms dizzy. (laughs) However, it does make cats dizzy. And cats throw up twice their body weight when dizzy. (laughs) So today we're going to tackle the the often difficult subject, the difficult business of parenting. And so this morning we're going to look at one of the Proverbs written by... Uh, someone who's been called the wisest or the smartest man in history. His name is Solomon. And so let's take a look at this Proverbs, Proverbs 29, verse 17, and maybe you could read that with me. Discipline your children, and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. Now, last week I said, uh, after talking about the men, I said we were going to talk about the ladies this week. And uh, that was just a ploy to get you here. Because we're not going to talk about the ladies today, and I'll tell you why. Because we had the this kids event, and Mother's Day is coming, so we we did a we did a switch on you. Sorry about that, uh, but now you'll just have to come in two weeks from now to hear what I've got to say to the ladies. But today we talk about parenting. What's it mean to be a good parent? I want you to notice uh, the second half of this uh, proverb, and it says, "And they will give you peace of mind, and will make your heart glad." Now. Some of you are sitting here today and you say, I've got kids, but I can tell you that I do, they do not give me peace of mind, and they certainly don't make my heart glad. Well, the wisest man who ever lived says it can happen. You can do it. But he says what you've got to do, if you want to experience the peace of mind and the gladness of heart, is you've got to make sure that you discipline your kids. The problem is, a lot of people don't understand what that means. In fact, most people don't really fully know what parenting even means. Solomon was so convinced that if you got this right, it would produce in you 
the satisfaction and the joy that should come with parenting. In fact, it's the satisfaction and joy that most parents and are looking forward to when they have kids. And then when parenthood actually hits, they're so shocked at what's actually happening. In fact, they're even discouraged, and some are even thinking, like, where do I go to resign from parenting? Where do I, can I send my kids back? Can, can we just send them back somewhere? Well, you're stuck with them. And guess what? Parenthood, ready for this? It's a life sentence. You're, you're going to be a parent for the rest of your life. When they turn 18 and leave the house, if they do, if they ever do, uh, you're still a parent. You're still going to be a parent. In fact, your work doesn't, doesn't get easier. I would suggest that once your kids turn 18, that's when it really gets interesting and that's when it really gets difficult. Parenting, by, in God's economy, is a job that goes on until the day you die or they die, that is the kids, or until you kill them. Now, I'm just joking, relax, calm down. Uh, can I just remind everybody what parenting is? Parenting is not just coming home at the end of the day, cooking craft dinner for the kids, and then helping them with the homework and getting them out of your hair. That's not parenting. That's just being a, a babysitter. We're talking about the parenting that God calls us to. And I just want to remind you what the definition of parenting is. Very, very simple definition. It's to raise and nurture your children. So it's a very much a hands-on thing. It's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's true purpose in this. Remember we said last, last week that nurture is to love your children, to pass on to them your values. That's what nurturing is. It's actually you're training them. You're helping them to grow. Now, my question today is this is are you helping your kids to grow or not? Are your kids becoming better and better because of you? Or would you say that your, uh, your household is sort of flying out of control and it's not what it ought to be? The fact of the matter is, folks, is that God wants you to have an abundant life. We keep talking about this. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly, more fulfilled. Uh, rich and satisfying is another way to say it. This is what God wants for you. So how do we get this? Because that's really what Solomon's talking about here, isn't it? This, this peace of mind and this glad heart. How do you get that if you're going to be a parent? Well, let's jump into it. He says you have to discipline your kids. And the problem with most people is they think discipline means just hit them when they get out of order or give them the silent treatment when they get out of order. Or send into the room and they get out of order. That's not parenting. We're talking, remember, about nurture. And we said nurture includes love. It's getting involved in your kids' lives. How involved are you in your children's lives? Well, let's take a look at the word discipline. What does discipline mean? Very simply, it means to train. Uh, it means training to improve strength or self-control in your kids. It means to train by instruction and practice, especially to teach self-control. Remember we said that last week. When you are disciplining your kids now, it's so that eventually they will be self-disciplined. That's the goal of discipline. So you discipline now for future self-discipline in your children. And here's what I, here's what I said last week. Um, I quoted Brian Tracy who says that self-discipline is like magic, if kids can learn to be self-disciplined, if they can discipline themselves, there's almost nothing that they cannot achieve. In other words, through self-discipline, there's, there's so much that you can achieve. 
But this is, now look, this is an inside job. This is something that you have got to draw out of your kids. What do you want for your kids? If I asked, did a quick survey here today and said, what would you expect for your kids? What would you like for your kids? Uh, if I asked those of you whose kids have grown up, what did you hope your kids would do? What, what did you hope your kids would become? Or what do you hope your kids will eventually grow up to be? Most of you would say, well, I want it to be successful. Or I'd like them to have a great education. Or I'd like them to be rich. I'd like them to have lots of money. I'd like them to be happy. If I ask you what you're doing right now in terms of your parenting, what you're doing to help your kids, some of you will say, well, I'm getting them in hockey. I've got them playing soccer. I've got them in, ballerina, in, in ballet. Oh, I hope my daughter will become a ballerina or a gymnast. I hope they can play the piano, the drums, whatever. You got them in all kinds of programs, and you think that that's what it means to be a great parent. I want them to be successful. I want them to be competitive. I want them to be ambitious. Folks, listen, this is, this is just a start of parenting, and I would suggest that that's really not or shouldn't be your main goal, not according to Solomon. Solomon says your main goal is discipline. So where, where am I going with this? Well, here's, here's what you need to know. You ready for this? If you're a parent, hopefully this will revolutionize your parenting skills right now, starting today. If your kids have already grown up, I'm going to tell you this. It's not too late. You can make a difference in your kids' lives. I don't care how old your kids are. The Bible clearly teaches us that parents, a parent's responsibility is to influence their children, is to lead their children, to impart wisdom to their children. Okay, so here's the thing. What do you need to do? As a parent, here's what you need to do. Most important thing of all is you need to teach your children. Are you ready? You need to teach them good character. You can all go home now. No, don't move. Good character. That's the thing. Now, you know this here. Now we've got to flesh it out so you understand what I'm talking about. Because here's what I know is that all those who go through life with bad character, and by bad character, I mean they don't have a, a really clear set of right and wrong, clear idea of right and wrong. They don't have clear morals. Those who go through life consistently choosing the wrong path are those who, who go through life with great pain and with difficulty. They do not have the peace of mind and the gladness of heart. The way that you as a parent are going to have a peace of mind and a gladness of heart, the way your kids are going to have peace of mind and gladness of heart is if you are consistent in teaching them good character. So what do I mean by good character? Well, um, teach your kids honesty. Teach them to tell the truth all the time, no matter what, whatever the cost. By the way, if your kids are not telling you the truth, there's a reason they're not telling you the truth. It's because you can't handle the truth. If they tell you the truth, they're going to get in trouble. Now, what, what kid is stupid enough to tell the parents the truth if they're going to get in trouble for it? Hello? You've got to teach your kids the truth. You've got to teach them the difference between right and wrong. You've got to teach, teach your kids, don't steal. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Ever. Don't break the law. Ever. 
You've got to teach your kids to be loyal, to be dependable. You can always count on me. You've got to teach your kids self-discipline. Why? Because if they're self-disciplined, there's literally nothing that they can't do. Now, you'll notice that we took the emphasis off of activities that you get them involved in, and now we're concentrating on what's internal. We get our focus and our attention off of what is external, and we start focusing on what is internal. You see, it's always easy to deal with the external issues. What's difficult is to deal with what's inside. And yet, listen to me, the only way that your kids are truly going to be happy and successful in this life is if they get the inside stuff cleaned up and in order first. And here's what I know, is that if your child has, has, uh, has natural, uh, innate skills and talents, these things are going to rise to the surface, and your kid's going to be, be a success whatever he or she uh, attempts. But the key is this, is that they've got to have good character. Never lie, never cheat, never steal. Know the Ten Commandments. Memorize the Ten Commandments. Live by the Ten Commandments. I talked last week about a value statement, the Duncalf value statement, the things that we hold to, the things that we practice as a family. And I told you, we, talk, we discussed it as a family. It's not just me saying this is what we do and theoretically it should work. I'm telling you, our family discusses this stuff all the time. And by the way, we can, I can make that available to you. I asked you last week to sit down with your family and create a value statement. My Sarah said, Dad, why don't we post it on the wall so we're always reminded of it? Excellent idea. Don't know why I didn't think of that yet. But listen to me. Your kid's success, your children's success, really depends on whether or not you've taught your kids the values of excellent character. Now, here's what I know. And this is, this is, you can go to the bank on this. This is, this is absolutely 100% for sure. It's not maybe, this is not a probability. This is absolutely, it's a law, like the law of gravity. It works every time. If you don't teach your children excellent character, if you don't teach them how to, how to, how to, do right over wrong every time, not sometimes, but every time, here's what's going to happen. Your kids are going to make, first of all, wrong choices in life. They're going to choose things that are not consistent with what, is, what, we, what we would call a biblical life or biblical standard. And here's, here's the more, more important thing, secondly, is that your children will always choose, ready, the path of least resistance, The path of least resistance. What do I mean by that? Just say hi for me. Uh, what do I mean by that? Okay, here's the thing. It's always difficult to do the right thing. Almost always. Because it means you have to tell the truth. It means you have to be honest. It means you can't lie. You can't cheat. You can't steal. You can't manipulate. You can't charm your way through. You can't use people. You can't come at it from a self-centered point of view. This is the path of least resistance. This is why the world is an ugly place so often. 
It's because we've got a whole world out there that's choosing the path of least resistance. They can cheat their way to the top. They can lie their way to the top. They can use people. They can step on people to get to their goal. They can charm their way through. They can manipulate their way through to get what they want. Listen to me. You know I'm right because we've all done it at some point or another, haven't we, to be honest? Look at that person beside you, out of the corner of your eye. Just out of the corner of your eye. Now, that person, they've made some wrong choices. But guess what? You're looking at one who's made wrong choices. Now, here's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get it right, and I'm trying to get it right for my kids' sake. Listen to me. I want to be a man of good integrity because I want to have a life that gives me a peace of mind and, and a glad heart. And I want the same thing for my children. Your kids will not automatically do what you tell them to do, but they will certainly do what you do. So can I ask you this question right now? How happy would you be for your kids to do what you do? It's so easy to say, do as I say, but not as I do. Isn't it? Very easy to do that. But guess what? Your kids, when you do that, when you, when you operate from that position, they look at you and they hear this, blah, 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 blah. They don't hear a word you're saying. Because your kids are going to listen to the sermon that you live before they listen to the sermon that you blah, 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 blah. Right? You know that. Now, what's happening right now with your kids? Because here's where, here's where true parenting comes in. You are going to jump all over your kids when they choose the path of least resistance, when they do the easy thing, when they lie, when they cheat, when they steal, when they manipulate, when they try to charm. How many know what it is to have a charming child? I was Nick when he was young. He could just smile at you and get pretty much what he liked. Or he thought he could. Because it worked at school. Teachers loved him. They saw a smile on his face. And the teachers are wowed. But it didn't work with me. Can I tell you something? You have got to win this battle, parents. You have got to win the battle of good character. And I can tell you this, if your kids are very young, win it when they're little, and it's not going to be a problem when they get older. Teach them to do right every time. And I would even go so far as to say this, reward them. Reward them when they do the right thing. Because if you don't, when your kids grow up, they're going to experience the pain and the suffering that comes with bad character. People who are in trouble, people who get in trouble, people whose lives end up in trouble, it's because the lesson of good character was not driven home to their hearts. Okay, now I know some of you are thinking, uh, boy, this is tough. How do I do this? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm going to show you. Remember last week we uh, read to you a verse from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, where it says, bring them up with the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. Your kids need to hear from the very earliest days of their life. They need to know what your values are, what you believe, what you stand for. A little girl was taught by her parents, Bible stories, 
parents are faithful bringing their children to Sunday school. And one day, the little girl in school um, uh, was faced with a story about whales. The teacher was teaching about whales, about marine life. And, uh, and so the little girl started to talk to her about Jonah and the whale. And the teacher, who doesn't believe in that stuff, said to the little girl, well, it's impossible for a whale to swallow a man. It's the mammal, the throat's too small. There's no way. And uh, the little girl stated again that, yes, yes, the Bible said Jonah was swallowed by a whale. And by the way, he wasn't a whale. It was a fish for those keeners here. But this is the story. So the teacher, irritated, reiterated, the whale could not swallow a human. It was physically impossible. So finally the girl, frustrated with the ignorance of her teacher, said, well, when I get to heaven, I'm just going to ask Jonah. And the teacher, not being able to let it go, said, well, what if he's in hell? And the little girl said, well, then you ask him. Okay, so I, <laughs> I don't want to get into a discussion of, of whether it was a whale, a fish, and what really happened. I, we'll, get, uh, we'll get into that on another day. But let me tell you this. Your children are blank slates. Have you ever heard the term tabula rasa? It's a term used in, in the social sciences. The, the notion or the idea that when children are born, uh, they learn from their environment, from the people in their environment, from you, their parents. You write on that slate. Now, some, some teachers, uh, or some, some people in the education system say, well, we want to be values neutral. We don't want to teach, our, teach the kids anything. Uh, we don't want to teach them the difference between right and wrong. And you know what? Listen, it's, it's not really the teacher or the school system's job to teach your kids your, their morals or their values. It's your job. It's your job as a parent. And I hear a lot of parents say, I've got to send my kids to a Christian school. I've got nothing against a Christian school. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not the Christian school's job to teach your kids. It's your job. You teach your children the values that you hold so dear. We, took, we had Jesse in a Christian school for the first three years, and after that, we put him into the public school, realizing we can do the job ourselves. And all our kids have gone through the public school, and they are more on fire for God. They're more excited about following God. They're the ones that are at the church here all the time, working, serving, loving God, and, and loving people, and loving their church. Why? It's because it's my job. It's Gloria's job. It's our job to train our kids and to teach them their values, to teach them what we believe, to develop in them good character. Your kids are blank slates. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't write on them, then the world will. Even the school system that claims to be values-free. Listen to this. A workshop for 13- and 14-year-old girls that focused on homosexuality and gender identity has parents in Red Hook, New York, hopping mad. Why? On Thursday, CBN News reported that young girls attending the workshop at Linden Avenue Middle School said that they were told to ask one another for a kiss. The girls were told to ask each other for a kiss. Moreover, two girls were reportedly told to stand in front of the class and pretend that they were lesbians on a date. Now, I'm not going to get into a discussion about homosexuality this morning. But I'm going to tell you this. This is absolutely teaching values. 
And if you don't teach your kids their values, if you don't teach them good character, there's a world out there that's very happy to write on the slate that's called your child's heart. What are you writing on your kid's heart? What are you teaching them? What are they learning from you? They're learning something from you. And if you are a liar or a cheater, then your kids are learning that. If you tell little white lies, even to the point of, oh, it's him, I'm not answering that call, what are you teaching your kids? Oh, no, it's her, I'm not answering that call. What are you teaching your kids? You're teaching your kids what? Deception. You're teaching your kids the path of least resistance. What you need to do is you need to teach your kids to do the right thing every time. Telling white lies. How many know there's no such thing as a white lie? How many know that a lie is a lie? Whatever color you want to attach to it, it's a lie. You tell little lies and your kids will tell bigger ones. That's the way it goes. How many know that the law of this world is a downward spiral? It's, it's inherent spiritual declension. Down you go. If you, if you were bad, your kids will be worse and their kids will be even worse. Unless you arrest this, this, this declension in your family. You've got to teach them right values. Now, your job as a parent is to concentrate on the solid moral development of your kids. More importantly than getting them to soccer lessons or hockey lessons or ballet lessons or any other lessons, the most important thing you're going to teach your kids is good character. And you're going to reward them for that. Now, I'm going to tell you this. It's hugely important that you get this right. And parents, it does begin with you. You're the ones that have got to set the pace. Because you are the ones that God has given to your kids. You parents are God's gift to your kids. What are you teaching them? I hear people say, uh, my kids won't listen to me. They don't respect me. They'll say, uh, I don't like my kids and my kids don't like me. I want to escape my kids, actually. I'd like to ship them away. I'd like to send them to their grandparents. And the, parent, the grandparents are like, so glad that they're grandparents, that they can send them back. How are you going to have great kids? How are you going to have wonderful kids? How are you going to have the best kids in the world? I'm going to tell you how you're going to do it. Is that you are going to focus all your energy, all your powers, everything that's in you, you're going to focus it all on developing their character. Now, I'm going to share something with you that I hope will be absolutely revolutionize, will absolutely revolutionize your, your parenting. And by the way, what I'm going to share with you is not just for parents. It's for anyone who leads other people. And can, can I just say one more thing? Um, it's never too late to start. I don't care how old you are, parents. It's never too late to actually start being a parent. But I'm going to tell you how you're going to do that in just a moment. So here it is. Ready? There's five things. There's a progression a five-phase or five-step progression that happens. And it will automatically make sense to you. It'll naturally make sense to you. You'll understand what I'm saying in just a moment. The very first thing that you need to do if you're going to be a parent that instills excellent character in your kids is that you have to be a person of excellent character as well. You have to have integrity. Does anybody ever know what the word integrity means? It means wholeness. You've got to be whole. W-H-O-L-E. That's what integrity means. It means to be whole. 
It means that you're not broken. You're not cracked. You're not chipped. You're a whole person. Now listen to me. In order for you to be a great parent, you actually have to be a great Christian. You have to have excellent character yourself. What does integrity mean? How do I know? How do you know I have integrity? Here it is. You keep your promises every time. You always tell the truth. You always do what you say you're going to do. If you promise that your kids are going to be punished for doing certain things, then guess what you got to do? You got to keep your promise. If you say you're going to do something good with your kids, go on a trip, go to a restaurant, go and eat, go go do something special, you got to keep your promise every single time. Because this is what develops in you integrity and what develops in the sense, in, in everybody else's perception of you, the sense that you are a person of integrity. You've got to keep your promise every time. Here's what Jesse said to me, my, my eldest son, when he was just eight years old. He said to me, out of the blue one day, we're driving along, and um, we've been talking about some, some kind of activity we're going to go and do together. It was going to be fun. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he said, I love promises. I said, why do you say that? He says, because if you say we're going to do it, then we have to do it. My son at eight years old understood the power of a good promise, and he understood the power of having a parent that keeps his promises. Now, I'm going to tell you, if I promise that they're going to get in trouble if they do certain things, that's what happens without fail, no exceptions. He said, well, what about mercy? This is not the time for mercy, folks. This is a time for going, following through on your word. Keep your promise every single time. Because here's what's going to happen. If your kids know that you're a person of integrity, if you, they know that you are a person who is whole, here's what's going to happen. How about everybody shut your phones off now? <laughs> here's what your kid's going to do if they know that you're a person of integrity. Ready? They are going to trust you. And if your kids don't trust you, then you've lost the parenting battle. It's all over. You say, you say that you don't know why your kids are angry at you. You don't know why your kids don't respect you. You don't know why your kids don't want to listen to you or do what you say. I'll tell you why. Because they don't trust you. They don't trust your parenting. Why don't they trust you? Because they know you're not a person of integrity. They can't articulate that. They can't say, my parents have no integrity. But they know there's something not right with this picture. So how are you living your life, parents? Do your kids see you telling the truth? Do, you see, do they see you taking the road of least resistance? Do they see you taking the easy road? Or do they see you taking the tough road where you always tell the truth, you're always faithful, you're always loyal? Here's what I know. If your kids don't trust you, they'll become very, very angry. Does anybody have any angry kids? Don't put your hands up. Do you have angry kids? Here's why they're angry. They're angry because there's no control. They feel, they sense that there's no control in, in their home, in their family. Why do people feel angry? It's because of a lack of control in their environment. They can't control their environment. One of the things I used to love to do as a kid is I loved to go to my grandparents because they were, they were, they were just so orderly. Five o'clock, we eat. 
and we, we pray and then we eat. And then after that, we go and watch the news. And after that, at 6 o'clock is the news. And then after 6.30, we go play Crokinole. And then after Crokinole, we, we have a cup of tea and dad's biscuits. And after that, we go to bed. Every single time. Order. Now, I'm the kind of person that loves order. It made me happy. It made me cheerful. Guess what I know about kids? Kids need order. They need boundaries. They need to know what's right, and they need to know what's wrong. They need consistency. They need to feel that they can trust you, because if they can't trust you, then you're going to have a very, very angry child on your hands. You're going to have angry teenagers on your hands. You're going to have kids on your hands that don't trust you. You're going to have older children who are already married with their own kids, and they will be angry at you. Why? Because they don't trust you. Well, you could ask, do you trust me? They'll say, oh, sure, I trust you. I love you. You're my mother, my father. But meanwhile, they're angry at you. It goes back to integrity. Integrity produces trust. If you are trustworthy and your kids trust you, here's the next thing that's going to happen. They're going to have confidence in you. And I can tell you this. If your kids have confidence in you, then they will respect you. It will not be difficult to do. They will easily respect you. They will easily honor you. And here's the thing that I see with so many parents. I want you to honor me. I want you to respect me. I want you to treat me with, with dignity and respect. And how dare you talk to me like that? But the question is this. Are you respect worthy? Are you honor worthy? Now, I'm going to tell you, God doesn't let kids off the hook. they got to be respectful no matter what. But wouldn't it be better if we worked hard at being respect worthy? And the way for you to be respect worthy is, first of all, integrity. Develop trust so that your kids have confidence in you. There's a lot of kids who despise their parents, and they don't even know why they despise them. I can tell you why they despise their parents, because their parents are not living up to their role as parents. After you've got confidence, here's what happens next. And this is the beautiful part. Here's where you as a family will take off and do things that nobody else can do. So now, parents, you are in a position, if you've got your kids' confidence, if they trust you and they see integrity in you, now you'll be able to lead them. You'll be able to lead them wherever you want to take them. You'll be able to lead them to do whatever you want them to do. They will trust you. They will listen to you. They will follow you. And they will follow you gladly. The reason why so many kids don't want to follow their parents' instruction is because, frankly, they despise their parents. They don't trust them. They love their parents. There's that inborn love that you have, a child has for its parents. But at the end of the day, they don't admire, they don't respect, they don't trust their parents. So once you're able to lead your kids wherever you want them to go, to do whatever they, you want them to do, here's the next great thing that happens. Ready for this? That's when you begin to see progress in their lives. You begin to experience success. Now, can I say this to you? I don't care how old you are as a parent. You can be just starting out, or you can already be grandparents. Your job is to continue to be parents, listen to me, and continue to be trustworthy, to have integrity, to cause your kids to trust you, to give your kids confidence in you so that you can continue to lead them. I'm 51 years old. I still listen to my parents. Oh, my parents don't tell me that much what to do. But they do give me insight. They do give me advice. And I'm thankful for it. Guess what? That's God's way. That's God's plan. 
Some of you have got broken relationship with your kids. Maybe they're little and they don't trust you. Maybe they're older, growing up, they've got their own kids. Your grandparents now, your kids don't trust you. Listen to me. It's not too late to get this right. What you've got to do is you've got to go to your kids and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I dropped the ball. I didn't measure up. My standards were not what they ought to have been. You've got to be honest and tell your kids the truth. Listen to me. Your kids love you, and I'm pretty sure that they're going to forgive you, and they're going to embrace you and say thank you. Thank you for admitting what I've known all my life about you, Mom, Dad. Right? Do the right thing. Be honest with your kids. Tell them the truth. Tell them you know you're failed. I'm going to tell you this. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. I don't know about you parents, but I as a parent need God's grace to get this thing done right. And I can tell you, I apologize to my kids all the time. If I got it wrong, if I made a wrong call, if I've gotten angry when I shouldn't, if I've disciplined when I shouldn't, I'm the first one to go to them and say, you know what, I was wrong. If I can sense that they're feeling angry at me, because it doesn't happen very often, but if I sense that they're angry at me, man, I go to them and I say, okay, what's wrong? What have I done? And they'll say, well, Dad, I think that you were unfair. I think that you, were, you made a mistake. You're wrong. And I'll say, you know what? You're right. Almost, they're, they're almost right every single time. I apologize to them. Guess what that does? It fosters trust in me as their father. It shows them that I'm a man of integrity, that I'm somebody that is whole, that keeps his promises, that does what's right. When I ask you a question today, how do your kids see you? Are you enforcing and teaching them the values of this book? Do they know what you believe in? Do they, do they know what you stand for? Because I can tell you this, that's your job to pass it on to them. You say, well, how do I do that? Bring them to Sunday school. Bring them to church. Start reading your Bible with them. Start discussing what your values are. Post the values on the wall and tell the kids, this is what we believe in, this is what we do. And give your kids permission to catch you when you're doing something wrong. And don't get angry. Don't think it's disrespectful. It's called having great relationships. Would you stand with me, please? Now, I know if I ask this question this morning, everybody here is going to say yes. So I'm going to ask the obvious. How many want to have peace of mind and have a glad heart. I know I do. Of course you do. You need to do what God's called you to do as a parent. You need to instill in your children excellent character. And you have got to lead the way. That's what good parenting is. And I can tell you this, don't worry about the success, don't worry about the education, the money, that will all fall into line, that will follow, I guarantee you, if you teach them good character. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence here. Thank you for your anointing on the word of God. Thank you for your power that's ours to help us to be the best parents that we can be. Father, we commit ourselves to you now, asking for grace and strength to honor you in our personal lives. Thank you for the promise in your word that says you give grace to the humble, but you oppose the proud. God, some of us here today have just found life so difficult. It's not been happy. It's not been peaceful. It hasn't been glad. We recognize now, God, that we've got to humble ourselves, ask for forgiveness, and start making right choices and giving great leadership.
So God, we pray these things in your name, thanking you for your love. And everyone said it with me? Tell the person beside you, you be a good parent.